And I think we have Holt Smash on the line. Yep, I'm here. How's it going, Alex? I'm hanging in there. Uh, now just waiting on JB to get here. It's an early, early podcast morning for us. It's kind of early for us. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah, I know. I actually had to wake up a little bit earlier than usual just to do this podcast. It's kind of weird. I, I mean, it is Eastern time zone, so I do feel kind of lazy saying that because it's, it's like almost 12 here. But still, I mean, it is Saturday, so it's hard. Yeah, it must be nice not to have to work on the weekends. <laughs> You're right. It is, actually. I, I do work at 9-5. Right, JB? Right. Right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> JB, I heard you had an interesting uh, week, especially, what was it, not last night, but two nights ago? It was pretty interesting? Yeah, it was uh, fairly interesting. Uh, you want to talk about it for a second? Oh, no, no. It's nothing really to talk about. Uh, I've just been... I had a really good dynasty going on uh, in Seville 14, and I was really excited about it. I took uh, universe, uh, Rice University to the national championship, so that was really fun. Well, that's, that's all great, but we all know that Saturday night was very interesting for you. We'll just keep it keep it PG-13 here and just say J, JB is more of a ladies' man than you think he is. Tender King of Memphis. Tender King of Me- Memphis, shout out. Holt, Holt are you the um, Tender King of Jackson now? Uh, no, not, I don't think I've done enough to uh, earn that title. I think you're you're more in the the Bumble game anyway, or just maybe like the play Xbox or PlayStation all day game. Yeah, I definitely do not play Xbox. I play Xbox or I play uh, PlayStation. PlayStation for life. Uh, M- MLB we, the show. <laughs> before we <laughs> before we start talking about Auburn University, uh, we make sure nobody's had anything good to eat over the last week. Well, uh, yesterday, yesterday I had a really outstanding lunch at City East in Memphis. I want to give a shout out to them. Ordered the uh, country fried steak uh, with turnip greens, uh, mashed potatoes with gravy, and spiced apples on the side, and with cornbread and a slice of chocolate cake. God dang! And that's all I know, and all that is included. And you want to guess what the price is? Nine ninety nine. It was eleven dollars for all of that included. Is, a meat and three, a bread, and a dessert for eleven bucks. Is that new? This, this place is only about five minutes from my apartment. It's a really underrated and underappreciated place in Memphis. But if you really want good breakfast food or a good meat and three during lunch, that's probably your, one of your best places you can go to in town. Is that place new though? It's been there for a few years, maybe about two or three years. It's still trying to grow. I think they actually used to have another location in downtown Memphis, and then they moved further east. And I guess maybe that's why it's called City East. A couple, couple more questions, JB, for you. Um, I know Central is opening up near to you soon, and then also Commissary is opening up in Carville's second location. Do you know what, what days those are supposed to open? Uh, the new Central Barbecue in East Memphis is opening up on August 1st, which God, is that, ne- next Wednesday. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you better know I know that date. And then uh, the Germantown Commissary that's opening in Collierville is going to be opening in October. I don't know an exact date, but it's opening in October. Is is Commissary better than Central? Uh, there's a lot of differences, you know. Uh, I got – I don't know. Like, when I want to have barbecue nachos, I actually think that there's some qualities with the Commissary nachos that are better. Yeah. I think their nacho cheese sauce is, that they use is better. I think they actually make their own nacho cheese sauce, and it's better. Yeah. Uh, the sauce I like a little more at Central. Uh, the chips I like a little more at Central, but I like the commissary dry bread more. So that's like two advantages for Central, two advantages for uh, commissary. Either way, both are both are top five consensus in Memphis. 
yeah, they, top five. But I mean, uh, we're just talking about barbecue nachos. But as far as like all around, uh, I think Central might have slightly better meat, but commissary is definitely better with the sides. Um, all right, well, let's switch over to Holt. Holt, have you got some free food this week? Um, yeah, I haven't really eaten anything new though. It's just been kind of like standard Chick Fil A, Panera Bread. I got I got free food. Whatever else. I got free food at work this week um, because I showed up to a meeting. Free food, so I got <laughs> I got Chick Fil A at work this week. Got some other Jersey Mike's, but yesterday I tried. I haven't told y'all yet, but I tried community Q barbecue in Decatur and it was pretty solid. Um, I know I'm going to take JB some places in Atlanta because um, he's kind of like me when he thinks uh, there's not a good barbecue spots outside of Memphis or outside of, or in Georgia or in Atlanta, but there are some good spots here. Um, I'll take you to them sometime. But that's all I have to say about that. As Fort Trump says, so we'll start with the official SEC slow smoke podcast for Auburn university. <laughs> What did I say, JB? War Eagle. Hey. (laughs) Thanks, JB. (laughs) Thanks, JB. As always. Um, So this is one of the um, teams I'm more excited to preview because, uh, one, they're supposed to be pretty good this year, um, and they could possibly knock off Alabama again this year. And, two, they have, like, a pretty loaded schedule that's more fun to talk about. They don't play too many – uh, cupcakes on the schedule. They open up the year with Washington, and they and they do play Liberty this year. Uh, but they and they have the West schedule, so they they have a pretty good pretty good schedule to talk about this year. So I'm pretty excited about them. Um, let's talk to uh, Holt. Initial thoughts about Auburn that excites you or doesn't excite you? Yeah, well, the, just like you're saying, they should be really good this year. They return um, a lot off of a defense, especially in the front seven that was really really good last year. So I expect them to have one of the you know, top five, top ten defenses in the country. And they also bring back their quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, who uh, really showed out last year. He's got a really good arm, really high completion percentage. Um, you know, just a really solid quarterback all around. And anytime you have a good quarterback and a good defense, you know, you're really uh, setting yourself up to have a good season. Us, JB, is Auburn's offense the most exciting offense to watch in the SEC? It's more. It's exciting just because of how unpredictable it is. You never know what you're going to get out of Gus Malzahn. <clears throat> you know, I love his offense. It's, you know, he uses a lot, good mix of uh, pass and run. And everyone wants to give Auburn crap for uh, the way they run the ball, but it's not a finesse running game. They're really a strong power running game. And their offensive line is really physical, too. And a lot of people want to just say, hey, it's a spread offense. It's finesse. No, that's a, it's a power spread if they run. They run they run a spread offense, but I, I kind of consider it like an option offense too, just because they they run the ball with whoever like the, the running back will take direct snaps. They'll hand off the running back. They'll run an option. They'll there's still a lot of different different plays that are very yeah. very exciting. It's like it's like what I would want Georgia Tech's option offense to be one day if they ever right <laughs> could get to yeah. a position where they throw the ball more. Exactly. Like when you get with with Gus Malzahn, you know he can overthink himself sometimes. Like, you look back at the 2016 Clemson game, like, he was just overthinking with using three quarterbacks in that game. And, you know, if he just stuck with one quarterback, they might have had a chance to win that game. But none of those quarterbacks were able to get consistency in that one. Or you think last year he called a brilliant game against Georgia and ran away with that game. Yeah, and that's that's a, that's a theme with Gus Malzahn. It's just, it's, he's, he's a, he has the potential to be a great coach. I think he's a really good coach right now. But he's just on the cusp of great – and the only thing that's missing is his consistency. And, I mean, 
over the years, it's been more quarterback plays and found a great quarterback until hopefully now um, with Sidham. But he um, last year especially was very um, typical of Auburn, how they beat really good teams. Like they beat Georgia, they lost to Georgia. No big deal. But then they, they lose to LSU. They kind of gave up to um, LSU in the second half of that game. And they lost to UCF in the, um, the bowl game that they shouldn't have lost to. So Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, if I can be honest uh, – Auburn doesn't really care about that game against UCF. I mean, let's just be frank here. Auburn was way more talented than UCF. UCF had a lot more to play for, a lot more to prove. Auburn was just – that was pretty much just like a consolation game for them since they were out of the playoff. They did win the state championship, though. They did win the state championship. Thanks, it's about time. Uh, Holt, so uh, do you think Jerson is good enough to overtake your boy Drew Locke as the Heisman favorite for the SEC? Um, I th- I think it's possible. Um, I think uh, he's got some really good weapons at receiver. Obviously, Chip Lindsey is the uh, offensive coordinator there going into his second year, and he's a little bit more of a passing-type coordinator um, that kind of balances out what Gus Malzahn likes to do in the running game. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how much of a leash Malzahn gives Lindsey this year if he kind of just, like, lets it loose and lets him throw the ball. They've got some really good receivers and they do lose uh, their top two running backs from last year, Kerryon Johnson and uh, Petway, uh, who's a, a SEC slow smoke favorite. We love Cam Petway. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe they're a little bit more focused on throwing the ball this year and if he's able to put up some big numbers. Obviously, just like you were saying earlier with their schedule, uh, anytime you have this many good teams on our schedule, this many good defenses too, he's really going to have a chance to show out in some big games and – if he has a good season and Auburn is, uh, you know, competing for the West and uh, potentially fighting for a playoff spot again this year, um, I could definitely see a scenario where uh, Stidham is in the running for the Heisman. You know, it's it's funny. I looked up I looked up Stidham not not just before this podcast, but prior to this in general because I was just curious about his background. He transferred from Baylor, um, and I think he transferred because the whole Art Browse thing. He transferred to Auburn, but he was a. It's not like he was a horrible quarterback coming out of high school. He was still a pretty good quarterback. I think he was like a four star. Yeah, he, he was pretty star. highly recruited. But he said, he said that he had to recruit himself to A and M. Like he was trying to call the A and M coaches, and they wouldn't talk to him. I guess because you know at the time they had all the quarterbacks. They had I think Kyle Allen, Kyle Murray, and all the other quarterbacks. But still, I mean, it's just it's just hard to believe that somebody from. Texas had to that a good quarterback from Texas had to recruit himself to A and M. Or I mean, I would hope Texas got after him too, but it's just crazy that he had recruited himself to A and M. They could have really benefited from him. Yeah. So, uh, JB, they Hull was talking about how he how they lost Cameron Petway and Carryon Johnson. Do you think that's actually going to hurt Auburn, or do you think you know it's just yep, Gus Malzahn can fit anybody into his offense and make a good running back? Because if you think about it. Um, and you're going to have to help me. What's his name? Uh, Trey Mason was a good running back for Auburn. And um, I think there's more of a good running back for Auburn, not a great running back in general. I don't know if Trey Mason could have been good anywhere else, um, but he's good at Auburn. So you think Auburn's really going to be in trouble with losing Petway and Carolina Johnson, or do you think they can just recover like they always do with running back? Um, honestly, I don't think it's really going to be that much of a drop-off. Obviously, Petway and Carrion Johnson were outstanding talents. But they're going to have a great offensive line to run around. And also, they're going to have Jared Stidham and a great crop of receivers. And I think they're going to lean more to the passing game early in the season, but these running backs get, uh, you know, adjusted. 
But Cam Martin has good experience. He's a junior. He's already had a little bit of experience running ball in that system. Uh, Devin Barrett has a lot of upside. And But the thing about Cam Martin is he's not an every-down back. He doesn't really have the frame to be an every-down back. Uh, but Jatervius Whitlow is a redshirt What's freshman. He, What's that first name? Jatervius Whitlow. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's a redshirt freshman. French? Uh, no, no. Not <laughs> French, I don't think. Okay. Just make sure. But uh, he redshirted last season, and he's going to be ready to be in the rotation this season. I, you know, Gus Mazan usually likes to use about three running backs, and I think Whitlow will be in that as well. Uh, Aston Martin, he's a true freshman coming in. He enrolled early. Uh he might be able to crack the rotation, but right now I think it's going to be Martin as the lead back and Barrett and Whitlow uh, running behind that. They um, past few years they since I guess ever since Nick Marshall left, and even Nick Marshall wasn't that great of a passing quarterback. He ran the offense for well, but he wasn't a great passing quarterback. Um, they haven't really had a quarterback that had um, people that were hyped well, but never really turned out to do that well at Auburn. But um, they've always had they've always had good running backs. So you think think back to it they over the past few years they've had good running backs and they're a good quarterback now they have a good quarterback but a question mark at running back you give me the choice of two would you rather have a good quarterback and an okay running back or a good running back and an okay quarterback i definitely would choose good quarterbacks i think they're in a better position absolutely they know who the quarterback is and they're in a good position with quarterback and a question mark at running back as opposed to the other way around Absolutely. I'd much rather have a good quarterback. The quarterback is the leader of the offense. He's the one that's, you know, scanning the field. He's the one that has to read the, the linebackers and look at the eyes of the safeties and be able to read the defense before each snap and be able to make the adjustments at the line. The running back is just the one that's just going to create plays for you after the play starts. I'd much rather have a great quarterback. And if you um... – I, I was listening to somebody talk about this. I didn't know about this, but maybe maybe there's more opportunity with Jared Siddham um, being more of a dual threat quarterback because I've, I've heard, and I haven't seen it as much, but I've heard he can actually run pretty well. He's not a bad scrambler. He, I mean, we saw him flashes of him last year. He's able to run around the pocket. Uh, he created a lot of good plays in the uh, uh, Georgia and Alabama games, especially especially in the Alabama game. Like the way he was able to scramble on his feet and make some plays down the field against that Alabama secondary. So you would probably say he's a he's a not more of a dual threat quarterback in terms of he's going to pass first, but he's going to scramble with his feet to get people open. Yeah, like obviously he's not a Nick Marshall guy. There's not going to be designed runs for Jared Sidham, but he can scramble and make plays if he has to. Yeah. Um, so, Holt, do you think that um, Gus Malzahn – after winning the state championship last year, as everybody likes to call it, and finally been beating Alabama um, and getting a new contract, system. Um, I think he got like forty nine million over seven years. Ridiculous amount of money. There's a inflation, a bubble with uh, college football coaches' contracts. You think this year, Gus um, Malzahn could possibly get on the hot seat? You think back to it, he was on. He was on the hot seat. Like I feel like every year, every year since since he. Took Nick Marshall to the national championship game. He's been on the hot seat like every every year because they have to have a quarterback. You think he can get back on the hot seat this year, especially with his schedule? Yeah, I mean, Gus Malzahn is always on the hot seat, no matter what. You know, it's he's one of those coaches that like he wins just enough games to keep his job. Um, not, I mean, I don't mean that as like a bad thing because Auburn has really high expectations. So obviously, if you're doing that at Auburn, you must be winning a lot of games. But you know, he's beaten Alabama a couple times. Um, they're usually pretty consistently a top, you know, 10, 15 team. Um, you know, there really hasn't been like that one season where they just 
everything goes bad. They had their worst season under him. They were like what, like eight and five or something in twenty fourteen. So they did, oh, who did they who they beat in that bowl game though? They lost to uh, Wisconsin in that bowl game. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. I, maybe I'm maybe we're thinking about two different eight and five teams, but I know they did beat Memphis one year in the Birmingham Bowl. Oh right, I think that was that was twenty fifteen. That was 2015. That was yeah. the year when Auburn started off ranked uh, top. I think what was it, number six in the country? Jeremy Johnson. Yeah, was that's right. Kid. That's right. Jeremy Johnson was the next Cam Newton, and oh, So yeah, so that was that was the worst year. Was was 15 when they yeah. went they went seven to six that year, and yeah, they beat Paxton Lynch and Memphis in the the Birmingham Bowl there in downtown Birmingham. Uh, yeah, that that year was what really kind of started the uh, the hot seat stuff with Gus Malzahn when. You know, they had all that hype. Because remember, they had a great 2014 campaign until they faded down the stretch. And in 2015, they had a lot of guys coming back from that team that they were expected to compete for the national championship. Then they collapsed, and that's when the hot seat stuff started for Gus Malzahn. Isn't it funny how a quarterback plays, like, you know, half a game and then sprinkled in throughout the rest of the season, and he looks really good, and everyone just assumes he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country? Isn't that that kind of funny how that happens sometimes in the state of Alabama? It is. Oh, I got uh, we, won't, but, we won't get into depth. We right, depth. right. I, I, I just want to put that in perspective yeah. real quick. But yeah, uh, there, there's definitely – go ahead, yeah, JB. Yeah, I was going to say, there's another quarterback in the state of Alabama that might have that same kind of hype, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, that was a different show. <laughs> yeah, that was the implication, JB. I think that, JB. Good Lord. has <laughs> been watching his blues clues this morning. <laughs> yeah, way to put He's that so together, excited. JB. I did so put it together. Point it's, that it's a nice puzzle. Oh, I had to point that out because I mean, I absolutely agree with Hold Up. We're we're not going to get into specifics about that. But we're going to stick with Auburn because no, it's no. all War Eagle today. Debbie, you're you're the one pointing out. Nobody else pointed out. It's fine. Um, what I'll ask this real quick about Malzahn. Do you think? And I'll I'll keep it a Holt because Debbie doesn't like to take over Holt's answers too. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, you, Holt, do you think that if? Um, if that play was reviewed or if there was more time on the clock and LSU actually would beat Auburn, whatever it was, two years ago now? Yeah, when Les Miles got fired. Do you think Gus Malzahn would have been fired? Actually, yes. That's actually a really good point because I think both coaches were on the hot seat going into that game, and it came down to that last play. And, uh, yeah, Gus Malzahn was definitely on the hot seat right then. And uh, they ended up winning, like, five or six games in a row after that. Um. You know, they, they didn't really play, like, the best teams. But, you know, they ended up winning, like, five, six games in a row after that. And uh, he was able to keep his job and I then remember, bring in uh, Jarrett Stidham last year and uh, really kind of turn things around and beat Alabama last year, which is always big for Auburn. I remember after that LSU win, I think that was that was more the beginning of the year, third third game of the year, I think, or whatever it was. And they played they played Arkansas and Mississippi State next. I remember when I, I think I was watching play Mississippi State, and I was like, man, this is this is an Auburn team that I was expecting to see where that was just running all over. Sorry for you, Holt, but Mississippi State, they were just yeah. killing it. That's the team I know is Auburn, not this team that's not sure. But it's it's actually, I mean, people give Gus Miles on a lot of shit for not developing quarterbacks, but, man, he did a really good job with Sean White. Sean White was a shitty quarterback or still is. I don't know if he's still playing or not, but no. he's not a great quarterback, but he made him look good. And Jeremy Johnson, obviously, is a different case altogether because Jeremy Johnson is just the lost cause. But he made <laughs> Sean White look pretty good, I think. And Sean White is not very talented. No, I mean, he's my, – my biggest knock on Gus Malzahn, uh, number one is the uh, play calling gets a little sketchy at times. Uh, 
No, I mean, you could argue that play calling is kind of a little bit overrated from a fan's perspective because it really just depends on whether the team executes the play that's called more so than the actual play call. But, yeah. like, uh, there's definitely been times where you were just like, you know, what's this guy doing? Um, and But my biggest knock on him, though, has been that he hasn't really been able to develop a high school quarterback. I mean, every quarterback he's had that's been successful at Auburn, like Cam Newton, Nate Marshall, Jarrett Stidham, they've all been transfers, and they've all already been developed, and it was just like plug and play. So that's probably my biggest knock on him is because you're not always going to be able to go find those uh, junior college quarterbacks every year. You know, every you know two or three years, you're going to have to actually like go find a high school quarterback and develop him from a raw player into a good college quarterback. Oh, we'll have to correct you real quick because I'm pretty sure Cam Newton was under Gene, Gene Chizik. Oh, yeah, but I mean, Gus Malzahn's offense coordinator, though. I mean, oh, yeah. yes, Alex. Yes, Alex. Yeah. I, I was I was proud of myself, JB, for catching one. Sorry, I don't have that encyclopedia in my head like, like you do sometimes. Uh, but <laughs> we'll switch, switch gears and talk about their defense because their defense – as good as their offense is, and everybody talks about their offense, their defense is really, really good. You think back to last year, so two two years ago or three years ago, whenever it was, that Muschamp got fired from Florida, and then he immediately goes to Auburn as defensive coordinator. And that defense that he had wasn't that great. But as soon as he left, I mean, their defense stepped up a lot. Um, and it's not like you can just say, oh, well, Muschamp's a bad defensive coordinator. I don't think that's it. It's just, I mean, they, I guess, they started developing their defense. But – um, I didn't really notice it two years ago as much as I did last year. Last year, their defense was pretty pretty nasty. It was it was a very, very good defense, and that's what helped them beat Alabama, I think. Um, so, just, you know, let's talk about the defense real quick. I'll start with, uh, start with JB talking about the defense. We have um, Kevin Steele going to his third season as defensive coordinator. What, what do you like about the defense? Do you think they'll be as good as they were last year or better? How do you think that's going to play out, JB? I really and and. I just I'm really in love with this defense coming into this season. Like, you, you want to marry it? Not want to marry it, but I'm you would definitely sure. swipe swipe right on Tinder. I would swipe right for this defense. Yes, <laughs> this defense right is this, this defense has on paper has the potential to be outstanding, especially in the front seven. Up, uh, they got a lot of returning starters. Uh, they got Dontavious Russell and Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson. Uh, obviously, they're going to have their leading tackler from last year back uh, with Deshaun Davis. They got three seniors at linebacker and then three juniors on, on the uh, defensive line. Very experienced front seven. Uh, Kevin Steele, they're having back for his third season. A little bit of continuity there. He had flirted with uh, the Tennessee job in the offseason, but luckily he stayed at Auburn and going to be able to continue that success from last year. And I'll make a bold prediction. I think the Auburn defense will lead the SEC in scoring defense and total defense this year, not oh. Alabama. Alabama or Georgia now. Georgia's good defense too. Georgia lost a lot of starters on the defense. They'll reload, but it's really going to be Auburn and Alabama with the best defenses in the conference this year. But I I, I like Auburn to have the number one there's, defense. There's a lot of good defense. And, J- JB, you mean, uh, you mean besides Mississippi State, I think State, Mississippi right? State has a good defense, too. Mississippi State will have a good defense, too. You are just mentioning, like, the big three in the conference. The State will have a good defense as well. But I do think Auburn is going to have the best defense in the conference this season. Dang. Yeah, their their front seven is is going to be really good. Not only do they have experience, but also a ton of talent. Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown are uh, probably two of the best players in the conference. Um, you know, in a conference that has so many, you know, so loaded at defensive line, they're two of the best. And uh, obviously, a lot of experience. I'm a big fan of Kevin Steele. 
he kind of gets like a bad rap for how it ended for him at Clemson a few years ago. But he's really, you know, been solid everywhere he's been. Yes. Um, aside aside from like a few a few individual games, and um, <laughs> you know, I I think Auburn's defense is just like JB said is going to be one of, if not the best defense in the country this year. Because <laughs> I, I mean, if if you're one of the best in the SEC, then you are one of the best in the country, like by definition. Absolutely. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And also, a lot of people don't remember Kevin Seal was a defensive coordinator at Alabama back when Nick Saban started his tenure there. Back in 07, 08, right. he was a defensive coordinator there. Just a friendly reminder that the way to win the SEC is always, always defense, not offense. And that's that's, that's what's funny is that the new trend besides Jeremy Pruitt and uh, Kirby Smart has been to hire the young and up-and-coming offensive coordinators or coaches with more offensive backgrounds. But it's it's kind of crazy that defense does does win championships in the SEC, and that's the way it's always been for the SEC, and that's probably the way it's going to be in the future. But everybody likes offensive coordinators, but um, maybe there's a trend turning over for SEC to turn to hired. Well, the the one thing that I would say is that like it seems like everyone is getting good at scoring now, but there's only when you look at the best teams in the country, like all of them except for like Oklahoma because they play in the Big Twelve all have great defenses also. And to me, that's the difference. It's like, I feel like we're getting to a point in college football now where uh, almost everybody can score, but not everybody can play defense. And that's what separates the best teams from the worst teams. And that's why I think Auburn is poised to have a big year this year. Hey, uh, JB, was uh, you said this earlier, and this doesn't surprise me. I just didn't, I didn't hear about it. But it was, was Kevin still really an option for Tennessee? Were they really higher interviewing him? He was. He was actually uh, one of the – finalists that uh, Fulmer interviewed once he took over the searching process. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, Mel Tucker, the defensive coordinator in Georgia, yeah. and Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator out at Auburn, were all three, like, the main candidates. And then Pruitt, uh, not Pruitt, but Fulmer ended up zeroing in on Pruitt and hiring him. But Kevin Steele was a uh, guy that, a former Tennessee alum, too, so that was one of the main reasons he was uh, looked at for the position. But luckily yeah. for Auburn, he didn't take, he didn't get offered, and he's back as defensive coordinator, and he's poised for a really strong year. Fulmer, Fulmer obviously interviewed most of the defensive guys. Would you have wanted him as a Tennessee fan to be the coach instead of Pruitt? No, not okay. at all. I think it's more. I, it's not like it's not because I don't think he's a good coach. I think he's better suited to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah, it's it's weird though. Whenever after a coach takes over, like nobody really liked the Pruitt hire. I don't think at first. Um, at least I didn't, but, like, the more you hear a coach there, then you start to, like, open your mind up. Like, man, maybe this is not a, as bad of a hire as I thought it was, or maybe this is actually a good hire. Um, so, I mean, you never know. If Kevin still got the job and he started interviewing, went through media days and all that stuff, maybe you'd be like, yeah, I'm glad we got Kevin Steele, not uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt's kind of crazy in Georgia, Alabama. <laughs> but um, with that, we'll get into the schedule. And there's not too many games we can skip here um, because it is a loaded schedule. Um, we'll start start right off with the Chick-fil-A kickoff game right here in my backyard at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta against Washington. Now, um, what I know about Washington is they do have Jacob Eason that will be sitting on the bench. <laughs> and they have – they have uh, is it Jake Browning is his name, the quarterback? Right yeah, now? They have, yeah. They, yeah, and Jake Browning is one of the best quarterbacks in the country, maybe you know, a top NFL prospect too. Uh, yeah, he took a little bit of a step back last year, but he's still one of the better quarterbacks that Auburn's going to face this I don't, year. Yeah. I don't think he'll be an NFL prospect just because I don't think his arm is really there. He has to throw throw the ball like five minutes before the receiver gets there just because his arm's not strong enough and his, he just has to time it right. But maybe yeah. I don't. But um, so what we know about Washington is Peterson 
um, against Malzahn. Washington always has good defense. Washington's kind of down last year, but they, they usually have a pretty good defense. Um, for the Peterson, and they have Matt Browning coming back for a eighth year at Washington. Um, it's kind of like Renfro at Clemson, who's been playing for Clemson for eight years. But um, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a tough one for Auburn. And it's it's pretty much like a home game for Auburn, but I'm sure there'll be some Washington fans there. It's not like it's not going to be any. It's supposed to be neutral, but it's going to be more of Auburn at, in Atlanta than um, than Washington fans. It'll be a great game, though. I I just don't know who to pick in this one. So I'll just turn it over. Um, I'll turn it over to Holt first, and then you can go after yeah, well, this is definitely going to be a, a really fun game. Um, this is probably the game I'm looking forward to the most the first uh, first weekend, that first Saturday, um, big Pac-12 SEC matchup. Um, I think Washington's probably the favorite to win the Pac-12 going into the season. Um, they should have a really good team. Chris Pearson's always always has really good teams. They're really good on both sides of the ball and special teams. Um so it should be a really good game. I, I like Auburn just because I think they're a little bit more talented. Um, but I think Washington is going to have the coaching advantage in this game. So I, I could really see it going either way. But uh, just like you said, I think it's going to be uh, probably about maybe anywhere from 60 to 80% Auburn fans of this game. So they're definitely going to have the advantage there. So uh, it should be a really good game, just like I'm saying. And, uh, you know, I'm going to pick Auburn to win, but I could see this game going either way. JB? Yeah, I won't. You pretty much elaborated everything I was going to say. Uh, we won't try to elaborate any more. I like Auburn in this one, too. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I like Auburn, too. So I guess we're Auburn fans. Um, Alabama State. Um, when? When? No, let's, let's, let's break this yeah. one down for a couple minutes now. <laughs> this is the flagship university of the state of Alabama, you know. So um, I'll say. Yeah, they went. Alabama State went five and six last year, just so you know. Yeah, I'm going to say they're going to turn around and beat Auburn. So, what do y'all say? Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. we'll see. We'll see about win. that, Alex. We'll see. All right, well, I'll probably win a lot of money if they do win. Um, so we'll go back to the LSU game now. This could be this could be a pink slip game for um, Coach O. I mean, it's not going to be the third game of the year. They're not going to fire him after this game, but um, it could get the ball rolling for LSU to start to um, start getting Coach O on the hot seat. It's at Auburn. Auburn's going to be coming back from losing last year and not playing well. So I think they're going to be uh, pretty fired up for this game. So I think I think Auburn's going to win this game by 10 points or more. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go? Go okay. ahead, Jimmy. All right. Yeah, I like Auburn in this one. I think this is actually going to be a runaway for Auburn, too. <laughs> Auburn's defense is just way too good. And uh, their offense will be able to move the ball a little bit against uh, the LSU defense. I mean, obviously, Aranda, we know he's going to be able to contain him a little bit, but Auburn will be able to score enough points, and I think Auburn's defense is absolutely going to shut down LSU's offense. Yeah, I think this is uh, – it's kind of a game that uh, Auburn has struggled in a little bit the last few years, even though LSU hasn't been at their peak. Um, so I do expect this to be a close game just because it usually is. But Auburn's at home. They have a better coach. They have a better quarterback. Uh, more trusted offense. Uh, defenses could be a push. I think both defenses are really good. Um, but I trust Auburn's offense to make a few more plays in this game to get the win. And obviously they're at home as well. So I like Auburn in this game by uh, seven, to, somewhere between seven to fourteen points. Okay. Okay. So now we got Auburn going three and zero and headed for the national championship or SEC championship first, I should say. Um, then they come back to Auburn, so they got three straight games to Auburn. 
Now they take on Arkansas and Chad Morris's high-powered offense against Auburn's good defense. You think Arkansas can get more than two touchdowns against Auburn? Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I, I could definitely just see it just because Chad Morris, uh, obviously being a offensive-minded guy, but just like we were saying on their preview, um, they don't really have the players this year. Auburn should have a huge talent advantage. If Auburn comes to play this game and they play their A game, I don't think uh, Arkansas is going to get two scores on the board. But, uh, you know, maybe if Auburn kind of overlooks this game a little bit, I could see Arkansas putting up a – you know, a few points, but I still like Auburn big. I get, I can see Arkansas getting some some garbage, garbage touchdowns, garbage <laughs> touchdowns, like in the fourth quarter when Auburn doesn't care anymore. Uh, yeah, Jeb, you got anything different from that? Well, Arkansas last year had the uh, worst pass defense in the SEC, and their secondary is going to be pretty pitiful this year too. I think Auburn. I mean, Auburn's going to throw the ball all over this Arkansas secondary. Uh, they won't have to really lean on the run early in the season with their new running backs that they're breaking in. I think Auburn's just going to – they're going to – Jerry Sidden's going to have a brilliant day. He's going to throw for over 300 yards. Uh, I think Auburn's going to win this by about three touchdowns. Okay. Uh, and then they um, next week play Southern Miss again at Auburn. Do we need to elaborate on this, or do you all both think it's in a pretty easy win? It's kind of a – Yeah, I mean, I think I think Auburn's going to win, but Southern Miss is definitely – you know, if we're talking about like power five teams who could scare somebody, um, Southern Miss is definitely in that group, but I don't think – they're good enough to be a team like Auburn. I think they're, you know, if this was, if we were talking about like Arkansas or Vanderbilt or someone like that, then I could see this being a little bit more of a, you know, game to watch. But Southern Miss is a good team, but not good enough to beat Auburn. Yeah, I mean, this could be a trap game because you're, you're sandwiched in between the Arkansas and then the big game at ne- the following weekend at Starkville at Mississippi State. But I do like Auburn in this one. Uh, Gus Miles, I don't have his guys ready to play, and they'll they'll win this one. And, They'll be undefeated going into the next weekend against a really good Mississippi State team. I um, I know Southern Miss, I'm going to get on my soapbox just for a second. Southern Miss is supposed to be a rival of Memphis, but I have a little soft spot for Southern Miss. I mean, they're they're a good good team in most sports, or the sports that I watch, which is football and, um, I mean, baseball, they're pretty good too. And sometimes they're good in basketball. But um, I just, I just kind of like Southern Miss because they, they have a lot of obstacles against them, but they, they have a pretty good football team usually. Um, and they have a lot of obstacles against them, you know, and being like a third school or a third choice in the uh, state of Mississippi besides Mississippi State and Ole Miss. So I kind of like them, but um, I think all this kind of like them. Um, getting to the to the flagship, maybe maybe the flagship university in the state? I'm not sure. Um, Holt can talk about that one. But um, let's play at Mississippi State. Now this is going to be um, not easy at all, um, depending on how, how Albert takes them. But I know – um, Davis Wade's going to be rocking for this game. Uh, I feel like Mississippi State hates Auburn, probably like the second most behind Ole Miss. I'm not sure. But um, this is going to be a tough one for Auburn. I, I think Auburn will win, but I don't think it'll be easy. So we'll, we'll kick it to you, Holt, the uh, fat star at Mississippi State. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that uh, Mississippi State fans probably dislike Auburn the most uh, besides Ole Miss outside of the teams they play every year. Um just because, I mean, you know, obviously the whole Cam Newton thing, like a few years ago, if, if people remember that, just that recruitment and like everything that happened there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this should be, this is going to be a huge game. I think both teams are going to be undefeated. I think this is going to be the CBS game. Um, 
you know, I think this has this game is basically a semifinal for the SEC West uh, because I think whoever wins this game is is going to come down to their game versus Alabama to t- determine who wins the West. Um, unfortunately, both teams do have to travel to Alabama this year, so um, probably still going to pick Alabama to, to win the West. But um, this is still going to determine who's going to get to play that big game against Alabama later in the season for the West. Um, Mississippi State uh, has one of, if not the best, defensive line in the SEC, and that includes Alabama and Auburn. Um, and uh, another thing that we haven't mentioned yet is Auburn is actually replacing four of their five offensive linemen um, going into the season. They do have some highly recruited guys and some really talented guys um, and some guys who have a little bit of experience. But um, I do think that going into this environment, and Starville against that defensive line is going to cause them some trouble. I think States can be able to get some pressure on Jarrett Stidham. And uh, I think the home crowd is going to be really loud in this game. And I think Mississippi State's going to get the win. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, JB, you have few, you have less than 30 seconds. We'll say we'll give you 15 seconds to elaborate on this. Okay. Before, first, we're going to give me the 15 seconds. You just said first, Alex, that you thought Auburn's going to win. Then you just heard Holt give his prediction on Mississippi State. And you said that's what you think. So, which one is it, Alex? Wait, did he say? Did he say Mississippi State's gonna win? Yeah, and, and before the prediction, you said that you thought Auburn was gonna win. Going, I thought he game. just said Auburn's gonna win, man. I was on. No, I, I said I said Mississippi State. No, so you're not I listening. listen when you talk. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, good, good to know. I'll say. Yeah. I'll say. I'll, I'll break. I'll break. Go back to the original point. I'll say Auburn. Auburn's gonna win. I think. Um, going. And I was looking at Mississippi State's schedule. Mississippi State doesn't have the easiest schedule, but they, they do have a path to be undefeated at this at this time against um against Auburn. So it could be a undefeated Mississippi State playing undefeated Auburn, which both teams will be top ten, maybe top five, depending on Mississippi State. Um Oh but, yeah. I agree. I agree with uh hold uh, this is gonna be <clears throat> two undefeated teams playing. Both teams are gonna be five and oh it's gonna be as Holt said pretty much essentially a semifinal match. So whether this game's gonna be the primary challenger against Alabama. Uh, Mississippi State is easily going to be in the top ten. Auburn's going to be in the top five. It's going to be something like maybe number three versus number six type matchup. I am going to go with uh, Mississippi State in this one. I like Ooh, all right, all I right. think that this is going to be one game that uh, State – this is going to be like Joe Moorhead's signature game. He's, he needs to win this one. He's got a really talented team, arguably the most talented team that Mississippi State has ever had besides the 2014 team. This team may be more talented than the 2014 team. And Moorhead inherited a lot of great talent. And I really like this uh, state team, the, the makeup of it. It's a really scrappy team. It's going to be – both have really stingy defenses. Both have really great offenses. Auburn has a slight edge on offense just because of continuity aspects. But state's at home, and I like state in a really, really close one. All right, all right. So that's the first loss of the year. And they go play Tennessee at Auburn, which – I'm pretty sure we're all going to be there in attendance for um, for research purposes at, in Auburn for, for Tennessee, <laughs> um, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, I'll ask. Do we need some we need some food recommendations around Auburn too? If you guys yeah. have any, if there's any Auburn fans listening to this, where do we need to go eat while we're in Auburn? Because we really want to go to a couple of places and write some reviews for everybody on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with Holt first. Who do you? You personally hate more Auburn or Tennessee. Like, who will you be rooting for in this game? Dude, that's a really tough uh, question to ask. Uh, 
Usually Ole Miss is the team that I hate the most. And then Tennessee and Auburn, it just depends on, like, which one's better. Um, usually, like, if one of them's having, like, a really good year. So, like, if it this is all going to depend on what just happened the week before. If Auburn beats Mississippi State, then I'm probably going to be for Tennessee. But if Mississippi State beats Auburn, then I'm probably going to start thinking, like, you know, oh, dang, we need all of our big wins to still be big wins. So we probably need Auburn to win. But uh, I definitely strongly dislike both teams for completely different reasons. Uh, Tennessee, I usually just hate because I grew up in Tennessee and, like, I just don't like all their fans, uh, honestly. That's probably, like, the that's probably like the big – no, I love JB. But, like, I'm just saying, like, there's so many – you know, there's so many fans. And there's – you know, when you have that many, there's going to be a lot of really bad ones. And it just gets, like, really old. Um, and then, I, you know, just like I said, I dislike Auburn for different reasons. But, uh, you know, the, I, going back to this game, I think it's going to be a really a really close game, believe it or not. Um, Tennessee's coming off a bye. Auburn's coming off of a huge road trip uh, at Mississippi State in a huge game. And they have another road trip coming up after this one. Um, so I think this is definitely a trap game for Auburn, a game that they're probably not looking at and thinking that this is going to be a close game. But I think it will be. I think, uh, you know, Tennessee's defense uh, is going to be, you know, pretty pretty solid this year. Obviously, Jeremy Pruitt's a defensive guy. I think he's going to have a really good game plan. Um, and just like I said, they're coming off a of bias. So they're going to be rested. And uh, I don't think they're going to get the win. But I do like Tennessee to keep it close. And uh, But I'm going to pick Auburn to win. JB, you want to elaborate on the University of Tennessee, your favorite school of all time? Uh, well, looking at this game, uh, Tennessee is going to be their two and four, three and three team coming into this game. Uh, like you said, they're going to be a little bit fresh coming off a of bye. Actually, no, they're not going to be coming off a of bye. The week before, they're I think they're playing Georgia the week before at yeah, yeah they are. They Tennessee's actually playing at Georgia and Athens the week before that Auburn game, so they're going to be licking their wounds coming into that game. Um, like Cole was saying, I think Tennessee's defense is going to be just decent. It's not going to be elite, but it's not going to be bad. There's still some talent on that team, but there's not a lot of depth. I think Tennessee's defense will keep this game close through maybe two to three quarters, and and then eventually they're going to run out of gas because I don't see Tennessee's offense being able to move the ball against this Auburn team, especially on the road. I think Tennessee's going to struggle to get out of single digits in this game, and eventually their defense is going to run out of gas. And I, I could see Auburn winning this game something like 27-6. to six. But Tennessee, Tennessee's at Georgia, and then they have a bye, and then they're at it, Auburn. I right? think they play Georgia. No, nah, because it's September 29th, they're at Georgia. October 6th, okay. they're off. October okay. 13th, they're okay, at Auburn. That's a good thing, then. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, schedule okay, right that's now. That's a good yeah. thing. Well, at least they'll be a little bit fresh. So, yeah, so, like, so, so, I mean, it still kind of goes off my point. I mean, their defense will be fresh. They'll play hard, and uh, Jeremy Pruitt will have a good game plan for the defense. But, like I said, they're going to run out of gas because the offense is not going to be able to move the ball against this team. The defense is going to be on the field most of the game. And eventually they're going to run yeah. out of gas, and Auburn will be able to enforce its will in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't like Tennessee to win, but they're, I definitely would like them to cover the spread. <laughs> I don't know what the spread's going to be, but I would definitely like Tennessee to cover the spread in this game. For Are you betting? Is that why or why? Yeah, I mean, I just I think that it's going to be a closer game than people think. Um, I think Auburn is a way better team than Tennessee this year, but for some reason, I just really think that Tennessee is going to find a way to make this a close game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're not sure. Um, getting back to the next week, going to Ole Miss. Ole Miss has good receivers, um, pretty decent quarterback, I would think, and um, I don't know about much else. But do you think Ole Miss's offense can keep up with Auburn's offense? Hope. 
Um, you know, I think maybe Ole Miss could hit some big plays in the first half and maybe, you know, keep the game close for the first half. But I think uh, in the second half, I really like Auburn to pull away a little bit. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well in this game. Um, and I think they're just going to be able to move the ball at will, honestly. And they're going to wear down Ole Miss's defense. And, uh, you know, I think they pull away in the second half, maybe like win, you know, 45 to 21 or something like that. I, I could see this game being a score like that. JB, one word, win or lose for Auburn against Ole Miss? Win. Okay. And I'll agree with y'all. Um, going to back to Auburn to take on A&M. Um, I don't know about this one. I think it's going to be easy win, but um, just because it's at Auburn, I think it's going to be easier. But um, A&M's uh, kind of a dark horse team this year. You're, you don't know with the first year uh, for Jimbo. So I think they're they're going to be pretty good this year. Um, like, what did we say, an eight or nine win team this year, I think. So I think I think they're pretty good. Um, so it's not going to be easy, but I think I think they're going to – I think Auburn's going to win uh, against them. I, I, yeah, I don't think Texas A&M's offense is going to be uh, good enough to make this too close of a game. I think their defense, if they play lights out, um, could maybe keep it close. But I like Auburn in this game, definitely. They're just a more well-rounded team, um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I do – you know, just like we were saying, we do like Texas A&M's defense a little bit this year, but uh, their offense I don't think is going to be – good enough to move the ball on Auburn this year. Plus, it's at Auburn. Auburn's coming off a bye. You know, you put all those things together. I, I like Auburn pretty easily in this game. JB? I think A&M's going to be able to give them a little bit of a tough game for about three quarters. But like we said, Auburn's going to be fresh coming off a bye. They're going to be rolling at this point of the season. They're going to be, a, I think, what is it, a 7-1 team. They're going to win this one against A&M. Yeah. And they're going to be in prime position for the last – for, you know, the last three games, uh, two tough ones and then one cupcake. Yeah. So we'll start with the first cup, the first, the cupcake game. So they go to Georgia to play <laughs> at Athens. Now, they did beat them last year in the regular season, but they lost an SEC championship. So the last loss, the last time they played them, they didn't lose. So they play, you think they could actually beat Georgia at Georgia when they lost to the SEC championship as like a, like a comeback game for them? Jebby? Uh man, breaking down this game is going to be so much fun because I'm really, yeah. I'm really excited to watch. Uh, this is like a kind of an evenly matched game in my opinion. I'm really excited to watch the uh, Georgia offense, Jim Cheney's offense against Kevin Steele's Auburn defense. That's really going to be the matchup that decides this game. Uh, I like Auburn's offense to be able to move the ball against this Georgia defense. Uh, it's proven that a good passing offense, especially with the offense that Auburn's going to have rolling at the end of the season, they're going to be able to move the ball against this Georgia defense it's really gonna be a matter how much how many stops the Auburn defense can make against Georgia and I might be the only one here but I like Auburn to go into Athens and beat an undefeated Georgia team yeah this is a really tough game looking at it um I do like Auburn's team just a little bit more but it is at Georgia um Georgia is gonna be playing a lot of freshmen this year they lost uh a lot of seniors last year especially on defense um, but they do have a lot of really highly recruited players coming in that are going to play. Um, so they're going to be young, but at the same time, this is late in the season, so they're going to have a lot of games under their belt already. So, I mean, this is going to be a huge game. Uh, I fully expect this to be a CBS game again this year. Um, every, you know, game day might even be there, depending on what the team's records are. Um, 
So I think this game is going to be huge. Um, I actually think I'm going to pick Auburn to win this game just because I like them just a little bit more as a team. I just like their continuity on offense. Um, I think with the quarterback situation at Georgia, there's always a chance that those can end badly. So, you know, just like we're saying, they they lose a lot on defense as well. Um, So I think Auburn is just a little bit better team. And I think they're going to try to avenge that uh, SEC championship game loss last season. Right. But uh, I could I could definitely see this game going either way because these are two you know heavyweights in the SEC uh, going at it in Athens. Yeah, and it's at, for Auburn at this point in the season, like they really are going to need this win badly. Georgia's going to have the East wrapped up by this point of the season. Auburn's going to need this win to have a shot at winning the West. And and like I said, like I think and obviously I think they're going to want to really avenge that loss in the SEC championship last year. They're going to have a lot of to play for a chip on their shoulder. I like Auburn in this one too. So that's two of us that pick Auburn. So that would give Auburn the win. Oh, Auburn! I pick Auburn too, but not because y'all. Okay. Not because y'all picked it. Just because I think Auburn has less turnover than Georgia, and Georgia has a lot of highly recruited uh, freshmen coming in this year. But um, I mean, experience trumps uh, rookies. I guess that's why exactly. And like you know, we always talk about. The- college football playoff. Georgia, I believe at this point in the season, they're going to be undefeated. So even if they lose this game, like, okay, that's fine. That's one game to give. You're going to lose to a top 10 Auburn team. You're not going to really drop in the rankings. They'll win out and still be 11-1 going into Atlanta. So they'll be able to just have a chance to win that game and still make the playoff. So it won't be the end of the world for Georgia if they lose this game. But it would be the end of the world for Auburn if they lose. I um, Yeah, then we'll, we'll skip over the next game. They play for Liberty at home, kind of a, a warm-up game to play against Alabama. So we'll just – Hey, they the Liberty beat Baylor last year, oh, so right. but that was Matt Rule. Just keep that, that in mind. we'll see. You need to come from the American Athletic Conference, Power Six, Power Six. But Temple Owls, Temple Owls defense. Um, so we'll skip over Liberty game. So that's going to be a win. They come finish off the season, obviously, with the Iron Bowl this year at Alabama, and they did beat Alabama last year. Do you think they can beat them two years in a row, Holt? Um, can they? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to pick them to win this game um, just because, you know, Alabama and Nick Saban. It's just like you just can't pick against them, especially in November. Um, but uh, I think, all, you know, it's like we've been saying, Auburn's a great team this year. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, if he went there and had like a huge game and led Auburn to a win, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, it's just at Alabama, you know, against the Nick Saban defense and the Nick Saban team. It's just hard to really have faith in picking anyone against them. Um, so I'm going to pick Alabama in this game. But, you know, just like I said, Auburn definitely has the pieces to go in this game. Alzon's proven he can win in this game. Um, you know, they have the quarterback. They have a defense. So anything's possible. Uh, but just like I said, I'm picking Alabama in this game. JB, if uh, Auburn wins, will Nick Saban retire? If Gus Malzahn wins this game, this will be the greatest win in his entire coaching tenure at Auburn. This will be his biggest yeah. win. If he can come, if he can go and win this game, uh, Alabama, I believe, is going to be undefeated going into this game. And I know, like we always say, Alabama has to lose at least one game every year because they always do. But they did go last time they went undefeated was '09 or in the regular season. So I mean, it's been a long time. But the Alabama schedule this year sets up beautifully because they get uh, they get Mississippi State and. Uh, uh, Auburn at home. They get the two toughest West opponents at home. And I think I. Oh, I was just going to say 2016, they went undefeated until they lost to Clemson. That's championship yeah. game. Oh, that's but right. that's... I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're counting 
the regular season or, or if you just meant like the whole season? Pretty much the entire season. But I do think that yeah. uh, Alabama is going to be undefeated going into this game. Uh, their schedule sets up beautifully. And poor Auburn, man. Like, they had to play at the th- three of the top four yeah. best teams in the conference on the road at, at in Starkville in Athens and Tuscaloosa. Um, right. But like I said, if, if Auburn can win this game, it'll be a signature victory for Gus Malzahn. Uh, I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to go with uh, the Crimson Tide in this one. I think it's going to be too much for them, and Alabama's going to try to avenge that loss from last year. They're going to try to keep this undefeated train rolling, and it's always also going to be for the West. The winner of this game wins the West. Alabama's at home. Uh, this is going to be a really, really close matchup, though. This is going to go all the way down to the final seconds in the fourth quarter, but I like Alabama to make a big play on defense at the end of that game to end up winning. Yeah, I, um, I think – I'll keep it simple. I just think Alabama's going to win just because of the loss last year. I think they're about equally talented. Um, I just, I just think Alabama's going to be ready, ready for this one. So I'll say, um, I'll say Alabama's going to win this one too. So we have, we have them going uh, ten and two, which is what I would think. So, and I'll, I'll just say this: the way, the way I see it, I don't think we'll necessarily get the games right, but I think they're going to win. Or I think they're going to lose two of the the games, the big games of the year, which is I think out of Washington, Georgia. Mississippi State and Alabama, I think they're only losing just two of those games and win the rest. So it's, it's just too hard to beat all of those teams. They could they could do it, but man, like if they if they go and run the table with the schedule and win the SEC championship, like they they will probably be the best team ever. Oh yeah, that I've ever seen because that's just such a hard schedule to go through. Auburn's schedule yeah. is like well, I mean, those. the other thing too is is one of these teams in their schedule could be better than you think they're going to be, and one of them could be worse. So I mean, you really like. We can sit here today and say, yeah, Alabama and Georgia are probably going to be pretty good this year. But until, like, we get to the end of the season, like, you never really know how tough someone's schedule is. You kind of have to, like, go back and look at it at the end of the exactly. season. Exactly. But looking at it looking at it at the beginning of the season, though, they definitely have one of the tougher schedules in the country. And it always kind of makes me laugh when people say, like, you know, SEC teams don't schedule hard. Because if you look at Auburn's schedule, like, like Ohio State doesn't have to play the schedule. Like, you know, Florida State doesn't have to play the schedule. You know, Oklahoma doesn't have to play the schedule. Clemson. You know, USC, Clemson, they don't have to play the schedule. So I'm really like, you know, not to go on a soapbox for a second, but like when people like give the SEC teams like a hard time for not scheduling hard, I'm just like, like what? Like what are you even looking exactly. at? Exactly. Like, uh, speaking of schedules, uh, we won't elaborate much, but if you look at the Miami uh, schedule for this year in football, if Auburn had Miami schedule, they're going undefeated. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like that Miami schedule, like if we're – not to get on a soapbox, but that Miami schedule is, is completely soft. And, uh, and Miami's probably going to go 11 1 and be right in the thick of the playoff hunt just because of that soft schedule. Even though they're not a horrible team, they're not an right. elite team, but they're a great team. And because that schedule's so soft, they're going to be in the hunt just because of that soft schedule. I'm, I think Mark Gregg's still going to find a way to lose like two games. <laughs> if he loses two games at that schedule, that's just ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. They, um, I'm so ready for uh, Memphis to revenge that loss in 2015 against Auburn, get another shot, but Auburn's too scared. Auburn's scared. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, even with Auburn 10-2, uh, you know, the way the college football season goes, uh, we could have a lot of we could have a lot of uh, one, two-loss teams in the yeah. hunt. So they almost snuck in with two losses last yeah, they year. If they'd, won the, they if they'd have won the conference uh, oh, championship yeah. game last year, they would have made it in. Even yeah, with... Auburn definitely would have made it in last year. And, of course, you saw Alabama sneak in with one loss as, as a team that didn't even make it to Atlanta. And Auburn's going to have right. two – I mean, I, there's no such thing as a good loss, but the two losses that they're going to have are going to be the two top ten teams. 
or a top five. All right, and then they're gonna have, and then they're gonna have wins over teams that are in the top ten. Exactly. Also, like you know, they're gonna lose to a top five Alabama team. State will probably be top ten at the end of the season, so they're not gonna be horrible losses, and they're gonna be close losses, and they're gonna have enough good wins, especially against a Washington team that's gonna be a top ten team. Yeah, Auburn. Um, so recapping, we like so we're pretty much all up on Auburn this year because we like their offense, we like their defense, maybe even better. We love their schedule, and um, we like them to be some good teams this year. So um, we're we're pretty we're pretty far on their nuts this year. I like them a lot. Holt likes them a lot. Even even though he hates them, he hates, he likes them and he hates them at the same time. Crazy to talk about. Well, I mean, I can think that they're good and want them to lose at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You sound like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> sound like my girlfriend. Yeah, actually. thanks. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, usually, 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 girls are really good people, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would totally date your whole. Thanks, man. Um, but I, <laughs> good I wouldn't know. listen to you as much because I mean, I didn't even listen to half the things you said today, and I feel bad for it already. Yeah, you thought I picked uh, Auburn to beat Mississippi State. <laughs> that was just, even though I clearly just said like I think Mississippi State's going to win. Even like even JB heard me. JB like doesn't pay attention to anything, and he even I heard that. those fine details. <laughs> I asked JB a question earlier about like you think Nick Saban will retire if Auburn beats uh, Auburn beats him here. And he just, <laughs> yeah, he just like blew right past uh, it. <laughs> no. Well, answer that question. No, no. Nick okay, Saban's that's, that's gonna. Nick Saban's gonna coach. Obviously, I said he's he's coaching year to year, but they're twenty twenty five. This is this is definitely JB's favorite talking point, like in the world, is when Nick Saban's gonna retire. He could talk about that for like hours. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's gonna retire after this season. Well, I, he will retire going out on top, but he's he's coaching on a year to year basis. But obviously, he's not going to he's not going to have the same passion and energy five years from now. I, I could see a scenario where they go like nine and three, and then he retires instead of going out on top. I think he's one of those guys that's not going to let it turn into like Bobby Bowden, Joe Paterno, like whatever. He's going to like like once he sees that it's it's slipping a little bit, I think he's going to get out of there. I don't think he's necessarily one of those guys that is going to try to go out on top. I think he's one of those guys that is going to go until he can't go anymore, and then just call so it he's going to go. To- Kind of like Steve, yeah, like Steve Spurrier. He's gonna go the Bear Bryant route. Yeah, like maybe. I mean, Bear Bryant. He had, yeah, maybe a little I bit more Bear like Bryant that. Had, I think it was a loss to Southern Miss in the uh, nineteen eighty two season, and he was like, after that game, like I can't coach him anymore. I'm done. <laughs> Debbie, you asked like you were there in eighty two. <laughs> I wasn't, but uh, you know, I grew, I grew up around Bama fans, and yeah, I know the legend of Bear Bryant, and yeah. And then they won that last game in the Liberty Bowl they too. Did. And Memphis. Bear Bryant they passed away a month later. They did, not, they did not they did. eat at Central Barbecue or the cafeteria that JBA at. Well, Central Barbecue was not in even in existence in 1982. Yeah, nice. but they they did stay at the Peabody downtown. Though. Watch those ducks. Watch those ducks. <laughs> clearly, clearly, our time is up. We'll have a special podcast probably coming soon for other teams. I think JB said he wanted to do a podcast just for Whataburger because he loves Whataburger so much. <laughs> but uh, other than that, y'all eat some good food and send us some good tweets. Not not porn pics, not news, just some good food pics, okay? That's all we ask for in this life. Food porn. Food porn. Until then, y'all be safe. <laughs>